Welcome to Try Not to Overthink It, where we explore the intricate landscape of mental health, well-being, and everyday life. I'm RJ. I'm Unique. And I'm Khalil. Join us as we dive into insightful conversations, expert perspectives, and personal stories that shed light on the various dimensions of mental wellness. Rather, you're seeking guidance, inspiration, or a deeper understanding of the human mind. This podcast is your safe space to engage, learn, and navigate the journey to a happier, healthier self. So today we are talking about cultural awareness. So this conversation kind of stemmed from something that was all over social media not too long ago from the show Love and Hip Hop, Atlanta. And so essentially what happened on, on, the, on the episode, uh, two, of the, two of the stars on the show got into an argument. And then one of the other stars called the other, called, called the other young lady a monkey. Um, because the woman happened to be black and darker skinned, you know, it, it sparked a, a huge outcry. And, you know, eventually the other young lady that called her the name got put off the show or fired from the show. And then started losing, you know, roles and positions and other things that she was involved in. And so it it sparked a conversation, you know, for people who are not African-American in regards to what's appropriate and what's not appropriate in regards to when you are speaking about someone or talking to someone. So for me, having been a person that has traveled all over the world, you know, and met different people and have had opportunities to engage with other people from different cultures. Culture is something that you cannot put a price on and you can't overstate how important it is to the people that it is applied to or that that is that that are a part of that particular culture. Um, I think that for some of us, we live in a day and age where we tend to take things for granted. And we tend to get out of pocket with the way that we talk about people and the things that we think are funny. Um, and everything is not really funny. It's not that funny. I mean, it's not cute. It's not funny. And the things that we say that we, we intend to be jest or that we tend to make light of to those people that it applies to, it's not funny. It's not cute. It's not a jest to them. So I, I thought it was important for us to talk about that, given that we are African-American and that our culture is very diverse and large. I thought it was important that we talk about it on our platform today. So what do you guys think? Well, look, the funniest thing is, right, um, I was just having a conversation with my neighbor who is white, and uh, we were talking about some of the areas here that are very, like, um, old school. Let's just use that word, right, because I would use another word, but it'd be inappropriate. Um, and segregation was very difficult for the South. Um, and the funniest thing is talking to him about certain areas here where I live at where African-Americans don't go. Um, it was funny because when I was speaking to him, he didn't say African-American. He didn't say Negro. He was like, well, some people wouldn't want to go there. Um, and he said, I just thought that was crazy because he's not from the South. So he said it was very difficult for me to understand that, like, well, you know, black people won't go to this area in Alabama. And so for me, you know, um, you know, of course, I said African-American. That's the word I used. Um, and being culturally aware that he doesn't probably have many African-American friends. Um, he has you. Right. I mean, he, you know, I'm pretty sure he's worked in the military, so he's definitely had African-Americans he had to deal with. But the issue was um, when we were talking about why these certain places don't have a large population of African-Americans. One thing I said is, especially as an African-American, I really wouldn't want to be there because it was in the mountains anywhere. I mean, anyway, it's, it's a mountainous area, right? Um, you know, you, you need to have a four by four if you live out there. Um, mm -hmm. And RJ knows where I'm talking about, off of 65 and Coleman. Why should I hang out there anyway? I'm not going to see many of me out there. Let's be real. You need more than that. You might need a little gun, a bow and arrow. Because <laughs> of the creatures that's going to be out there. They got creatures that live out there in that area. You know what I'm saying? I got to be, you know, you got to carry. You got to contend with the four-legged and the slitheries. Yeah, right. that's really, on the ground. I don't want to be in the elements. So I was explaining that to him anyway. I was like, you know, the funniest thing is it really doesn't upset me because being an African-American um, gentleman from the city, I don't want to live out there in that part anyway. That's not where I would want to hang. It doesn't have the resources that I would want. So, mm -hmm. you know, I don't take offense when people be like, oh, well, you guys don't go there. I don't want to go there. 
<laughs> that's what I and I, I let him know that, um, you know, and yeah, it's messed up culturally that you should only stick in one area. There's nothing I want there anyway. You know what I mean? Um, so I don't take offense to it. But the one problem I do take offense to is calling people out of their names, because I try my hardest mm-hmm. not to call the Asian man out of his name. The African man out of his name, the Hispanic man out of his name, the um, the um, uh, Ukrainian, the the Russian. I want to call you who you are. Your name's Bob. I'm gonna call you Bob. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to call you out of your name. I don't find any pleasure in doing that. You meet people and they, yeah, that Chinaman or that that that. No, that that's there's no reason for me to talk to you like that. What is your name? And I'm gonna call you by your name. Exactly. And I shouldn't have to say anything about your culture because I don't know your culture. And until I sit down and spend uh, uh, five or six years hanging out in, in your culture and, and, and speaking with you and interacting with you, I can't judge you anyway. That's just see, how I well, See, you touched well, on, you um, touched, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I mean, unless you Asian and like you believe in the Chinese calendar, Probably calling anybody an animal name in any culture is going to be seen as a downgrade, right? Because you know, my my little knowledge of the Chinese calendar, every year they get an animal that represents the year, right? Mm-hmm. And there are certain attributes that are given, uh, whether it's the monkey, the rat, the dragon. It's, I'm a horse. Think, are we still I'm in the year of the dragon? See? Yeah. I mean, so... Mm-hmm. It, it, it would not be offensive to say, well, he was born in the year of the horse. That's why he behaves in that manner. Um, mm-hmm. With the Zodiacs, you know, I think in, in that context, yeah, talking about somebody. But I think to mean anything right. Somebody's a monkey. in right. a derogatory term, like mm-hmm. if you're saying it with ill intent, okay, how much you know about a culture or how much you may have been, well, in my culture, yeah, but it's derogatory. And we just gotta be honest. This is a derogatory thing to everybody's culture. Nobody's culture hey. is on the up and up. All of us have nasty terminology and be sensitive enough to say, like Khalil said, if I don't know, let me not speak on it because I'm gonna be putting my foot in my mouth. So sis sis was wrong. And I think she deserved to lose whatever funding she had. She deserved it because it was endorsements it was derogatory mm-hmm. and it was it was misplaced there's no culture like i said outside of the asian culture and referencing the year you were born mm-hmm. right outside of that context i don't know no culture that it's okay to call somebody that of an animal right yeah and i, I think you're that... a heifer <laughs> never <laughs> that's never okay I think that both of you guys spoke, speak to the same thing about respect, you know, like ultimately when it comes to understanding and valuing another person's culture, you have to start off with being respectful. Yeah. You lead lead with respect because you commanded a return. If if, if, in reciprocity, if I was wanting respect, I got to give that. And I think Mm -hmm. that in that situation, you know, not understanding someone else's culture, not really understanding that, the connotation that term has associated with people of that particular culture or that particular, you know, that particular race, you know, it, you just, you saying that causes so much, so much damage. And then for me, like, I under, like, do I, do I, (laughs) like, do I think that it was, it's ever appropriate to ever respond to somebody like that? No, it's not. You know, but again, you know, we, we live in a day and age, me and Unique have had this conversation uh, off camera before. We live in a day and age where we're so loose with the way we play with things, you know, mm-hmm. where we have no respect for one another. We don't mm-hmm. value one another, you know, so we, we live in a day and age where we've made it appropriate to joke and to make, to make comments about people that are inappropriate and, and not in, in, in ways that are, that are, are not appropriate to that person. You know, mm-hmm. like, and, and and it just gets to the point to where we've made it almost acceptable for people to play with other people's cultures. Right. Like, I remember, I, like, I subscribed to this guy on YouTube. And so he was talking about how this adult film star, she's hit the wall. And so she's retired from, from making adult films. 
and now she's trying to live a normal life and you know it's it's hard out here you know dating and being taken seriously when you've made all of these adult films so she's made all these adult films and one particular block of adult films that she made was her being a being an actress in those films and she's wearing her job so you're wearing a hijab and you're in these films acting these things out and not recognizing that not only did you embarrass yourself, but you embarrassed yeah. a whole a whole group of people right. because you're playing with mm-hmm. their culture and you're playing with their religion. And so mm-hmm. not only not only did you not only are you representation of it. Right. Exactly. But but the thing is, like I said, we live in a day and age where there is no respect. Like there's no lines anymore of this is a line I'm not willing to cross. This is a line I'm not, this is something I'm hard, hard, fast. I'm not willing to go past this. And so like for me, well, when you're, go ahead. go ahead. No, 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 go finish your stuff. When you've made, it. when you've made several movies dressed up like that, I'm sorry, ma'am. Like at that point. Now I know who you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. When you've made, you've made several movies like that. I think she's from DC. When you've made several movies like that, it's like, ma'am, I don't like, you don't get to play with, there are certain things you don't play with. And, and that, you know, like someone's culture, you don't do that. And so we've, we, like I said, we live in a day and age where we've made it easy to, for people to play with, play with culture, play with people's religion. I'm about to say, about to say Khalil, you ready to get tagged in? Because you know me and Khalil be on, we'll be on the Rura. Khalil, right. I'm about to tag you in. Hold on, Khalil, hold on, Khalil. I'm you about go to tag it. you in, I'm about to tag you in, okay? You know, you know, Raja, he told the, the midline for us. So I'm about to throw it to a polar opposite. It's been a good balance. <clears throat> you know, the from the inception of people on this dear continent that we live on, we've we've misappropriated things and taken them to be our own. And so I think, you know, and I I think it's a plus and a minus for our country, right? It's a melting pot. Mm-hmm. The danger of having a melting pot is that things melt. Mm-hmm. When something melts, it it merges and it formulates in, so it the, the structure doesn't hold the same relevance that it did before. But when we say we're not a melting pot, but we are a conglomerate, we are a a, a basket of sorts, an interwoven, um, culturally diverse nature nation. Then that says I appreciate your differences. But I think in America, and I'm not talking about white versus black, I'm just talking about the American way is assimilate or die. Yeah. And so if you're not assimilating, then you will suffer in this country. And so that means we we can't take anything seriously because if it's not the American way, which is God, uh, the flag, and four trucks and baby that in football I'm, I'm gonna take out four trucks football <laughs> god faith in football baby if you don't if you don't subscribe to them things what are you even doing in this country and so everything else becomes a blur like i can't my traditions don't matter as much my food is i don't see it right if i don't see it and like the faith, the fellowship, and the football, and then, hey, it starts to become not important. So other people deem it as, well, it ain't important to the masses. It must not be important. Right. Right. You, you see the about... little skulls, the Mexican skulls. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that's all about, but I'm pretty sure it's a big deal. You see them things for Taco Tuesday night. Right. Right. At any given Mexican restaurant in America. Exactly, and then those things really do mean something. I, you y'all know what I'm talking about. You see the little uh, painted skull, like mm-hmm. with the drawings on it. I I, I watched the a Disney movie. Yeah, I watched the Disney movie, and they had they talked about the meaning a little bit. You know, Disney be sprinkling a little history for the kids. Yeah. But I didn't know that oh, how the, day of the dead skulls, the day of the dead skulls. I just thought that was a decoration. Yeah. Hey, well, you know what? Until I went. You know, I had already heard this, but until I went to Italy myself, I saw how much the Italian had to assimilate um, in America. Their food is completely different. Their pizza, the the margarita pizza, is nothing like the pizza we eat here. Um, the Chinese, the, all their foods, 
or have been changed to assimilate into our culture to make it us no, happy. It ain't no orange chicken and general so's chicken. No, they, they don't have they that. Don't exist. Yes, none of that stuff exists. You know, um, yeah, the, just knowing, especially our history here, the Native Americans, how funny is this? That most of the United States all right, are named after Native American tribes, right? But when you do your history, we were at war with the Native Americans. So what, what I'm saying is we have to look at these things, assimilate or die. So there is no cultural appreciation, really, if you don't assimilate, right? Well, they're going to kill you off. And that's where Frantz Fanon got upset about it because he was like, hey, that, that causes a level of cognitive dissonance in someone from somewhere else because mm -hmm. they're told that you're not good, but if you do this, we'll accept you, but you're still not up to our standards. So, mm -hmm. you know, how crazy are you going to be? Um, that, that, that affects me mentally because we're all the same. We're all one blood. You know what I'm saying? Junior Reed told you that in the, in the, little, in the little song, my man, little reggae song, one blood. Why are we acting as if, you know, um, our cultures aren't relevant? They're not important. Everybody should be uh, celebrated for their different cultures. Uh, the German, the well, Hispanic. Look, I'm going to tell you this. Everybody want to be black until it's time to be black. Yeah, we see that. And I, I learned, <laughs> I learned and going to different countries. I'm not just talking about being in America. In different countries, oh, yeah. every country got a little black in them. Everybody. And it's, it's all cool and good to be black until it's time to be black. I remember I was in Peru. The people who had darker skin, they right. got isolated to an island. Mm -hmm. Living in the mountains. That looked like, in the mountains. That looked like me and Khalil. Right? Roger Mel, he got to live. He got to live in Lima. Okay? The dark-skinned folk. They right? They got, they got pushed out. And so, I think, you know, and you hear it a lot of times with, I'm going to call some names. I'm going to call some names. The Latino brothers and sisters, right? The Dominicans, the Puerto Ricans. The Brazilians. The Brazilians, Cubans. Yep. It's all cute and fun and dandy. To have a big butt, the big hips, the full lips, and they like they like the curly hair. It's cute to be black men, and they like right. to say the n word. It's it's cute because you 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 can pass right until it's time to be black. Oh, I'm Dominican. Yep. I'm well, this. I'm, 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 I'm that. I'm, I'm well, Panamanian. And you well, you, but you still Well, you, you have it, you have those people that you know that they experience colorism. And that was one of the things yeah. that yeah, one of Brazil. the other one one of the yeah. other females that's on Love and Hip Hop, she's on Miami. And, you know, she's a dark skinned Hispanic woman. And so, you know, her name is Amara La Negra. And so one of the other cast members was like The Black. The yeah. Negra, the Black. Mara yeah, the black. so so she's just like, What do you you know, you 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 claim that you're you know, you're you're black, but what do you know about the black culture? She didn't know anything. She was just quiet. She's just sitting there. And I mean, for me, my thing is, like I said before, like I, I'm all for people, you know, because we, we get into the stereotypes too, because she walks around with this giant wig on, this giant Afro wig. And so, you know, when I first saw that, I was like, that's a fake wig. And my, my homegirl didn't believe me that it was fake <laughs> until one, one of her friends that's on the show was like that wig that called her wig a party city wig. But, you know, because I'm like, when she, when she shakes her head, it doesn't move. It's just like one solid mass. It doesn't My move, so I, yeah. So, I, <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, that's 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 a, that's a that's a that's a that's a that's a it's prop. A costume. It, 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 yeah, just like your blackness, it, you you put yeah. that on. And so you know, for me, I'm all for I'm all for you embracing our culture, but there's the good and the bad that comes along with the culture. Like you can't just yeah. hop in the culture, you know, and then benefit from the you know get the benefits and then jump out when it's no longer convenient for you. And that's where, like I said earlier. Yeah. We've made it so easy for people to do that, where you'll have people like the catch me outside girl. I can't even remember. The, I can't even remember what her name is, where yeah. people were going at her because, oh, you're, 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 talk, you're talking urban. But my thing is, again, and she was we, tan. I'm yeah. no I'm and like, where's she playing from? Exactly. And that's where, you know, like for some of them, you know, like with her, 
she's out here tanning herself and then tanning herself and tanning herself until she's about my skin tone color. And people mm-hmm. called her out for doing that. And, you know, my thing is, like I said before, like, again, culture is meant to be appreciated, is meant to be observed, is meant to be, you know, participated in because I again participated in but right. when but when we we want to pick and choose the parts that look cool and look fancy and then mm-hmm. we want to make fun of other people you know yeah. like I, I remember make like i remember that we don't understand yeah like right. I, I had to i had a friend one time uh we worked at the hospital together and she's of course caucasian and she called this uh one of one of the one of one of our co-workers ghetto and so i was like what did you just say yeah, she just acts so ghetto. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, we we gonna have to not be friends anymore. I was like, because I because she didn't she had did that before, and I told her that's that's not I'm not okay with that. And right. so I was like, what makes her ghetto? Well, just the way she's acting. I said, have you ever been to the ghetto before? Well, no. Right. Oh, I said so. You're the you're talking you, definition of ghetto and where ghettos started and who they used to put in ghettos didn't look and, like us. And so and so for me it goes it goes back to you know the thing of like you know another part of cultural awareness is just you know dispelling stereotypes you know the problem for most of us nowadays is we don't bother to educate ourselves we don't bother to educate ourselves and so we 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 just perpetuate stereotypes that all people that look like us are from the ghetto or that we're hood or that we're you know ratchet you know or Mm -hmm. all african-american men are dangerous and we're thugs and we're gangsters and all African-American women are loud and belligerent and aggressive and don't want to be told nothing, right. you know? And, and, and so we don't. Me, I'm kidding. But when, but when you looked at, when you look at the ways you look at the ways that we are depicted on television and movies, which is what most people perceive their knowledge base. And from. music and in music and, and in music. Right. That's how we're depicted. No, we're depicted. We're depicted as those things. We're like depicted we twerk, as those like, things. Like, like, uh, like our women twerk for no reason, just be in the mirror twerking for no reason. That's what and we- I, and and oh, for yeah, me, everybody can twerk and they can't. Right. And for me, that's the part where, again, like you know, when it comes to things like cultural awareness, it's a two sided. It's a two sided coin. There's the part where people have to educate themselves about our culture, but there's also the part where we have to educate other people about our culture. Right. You know, dispel those stereotypes and say, hey, some of us do that, but not all of us do that. Right. Mm-hmm. You well, know, look, some. A lot of people, yeah. I think, have that confusion, right? Like when I went to Mexico uh, this year, you know, I thought Mexicans, especially the ones that I knew from like uh, Central America, I figured they were all similar or whatever like that. And so going to Mexico, uh, they were so, it was kind of like the Caribbean. They were so mm-hmm. laid back. Um, seeing people who are from uh, Latin descent here from Central America and Mexico, uh, growing up in, in, in Maryland and D.C., they, like it was almost night and day. Like mm-hmm. these people in Mexico, they were like the Caribbean folk. They were laid back. Ain't nobody working those no two, three jobs. That's a stereotype from here. Bro, them people were chilling. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like they, they were laid yeah. back down to earth. You know what because I mean? Because here you assimilate or die. Yeah, you so, assimilate or die. You got a different culture. Work you to death in America. Folks ain't like that. They're not like that's, that. That's they the American way. Yeah, you gotta you gotta work. You you work to get the life of a person, this fictional character, in someone else's mind, not even yours. Because right. I gotta be better than better than what? If we're all being better than the fictional person in the next person's mind. How we gonna know if we get there? Did exactly. he change his mind? It, so I, it, it might change tomorrow. It might not be it the same thing. I don't know because I because it's in somebody else's mind. Did I choose to write somebody? Did I like imprint on the right somebody? I don't know. You you just never know. You never know in this country. God bless us. God bless us because the other countries have started to change just their economic systems just to be able to trade with us. And so I'm not just talking about race, but people people here, all I did, y'all just talking about race. I, it's not that. It's different mm-hmm. countries have, in order to function and operate on American time, right? We're talking about countries who had siestas. Other countries notoriously believe in breaks and yes. holidays, Italy. have different holidays than us. And in order to compete with America, they will work on a time frame that we set just so that they can be compatible 
And that's not a part of their ego structure. Um, And I think just being able to, when I do visit other countries, I fully immerse myself in whatever they have going on, as long as that allows me to still honor my religious beliefs. Um, Granted, like my diet and stuff like that. When I go, I try my best to speak in their language. If, If I have to use Google Translator, and I know I butcher it, but I at least want to try. I at least mm-hmm. want to show, hey, I'm honoring that I'm in your space. I don't right. ask you to speak English. Now, if you speak it, hey, great, great. Right. Right. You, I'm do you speak English? <laughs> I'm English. Right. You, you speak English? Great. We're going to talk. Um, when I've gone to other countries, they, they're holidays. I don't try to formulate that they're American holidays. No, they're going to celebrate their holiday in a way that is special to them. And I want to be able to participate. I asked the the natives, hey, how do y'all celebrate this? Oh, uh, I think one of the best things my parents could have done while they didn't move us to a different country, we left Baltimore and we moved down south. And I think that was the best thing my parents could have done for us because it's a different way of living. If you ever lived on the East Coast and then you moved down south, it's right. just a, or vice versa. It's a totally different way of living. So at an early age, we had to learn how to navigate a cultural space that didn't replicate what we grew up in. And so different mannerisms in it, there was some pushback. I was in, I I experienced culture shock because I was like, oh, they don't move like that here. This is weird. This Mm -hmm. is different. Oh, you right? try to you can't rush nobody in, in, in here in Alabama. If yeah. I try to rush somebody, they'll look at you and say, Boy, you crazy. Black, white, yeah, yellow, yeah. they're not running for you yeah. out you here. Just, it was it was a different world, right? Business right. is different. Um, it's it's about the who you know society down south. Mm-hmm. You can have the pedigree, you can go to Harvard. That don't matter. If I want to hire my nephew, I'm hiring my nephew. Yeah, there's a lot more nepotism okay. here. Yeah. <laughs> Or just my right. neighbor's nephew. I'm I my neighbor. I know my neighbor for twenty years. I don't know you, and yeah. I'm gonna hire my neighbor's nephew. Period. Even I know if he him. is still, I know. Even right. if he's, I know, even if he is I know all his people in them. I I. It's about the relationship building. Yes. So I think relationships when are value. Go to yeah. When you go to a different culture, sometimes respect looks like just shutting your mouth. Mm-hmm. Right. Shut up. If you don't know what to say, like the old folks say, don't say nothing at all. Right. Just, hey, speak, speak towards yourself. I'm going to use a young lady. If she was offended by the other young lady, the dark skinned woman, the Latino woman was offended by the black woman. I'm going to just use because I don't know her culture. I think she's Caribbean or something. Right. The Latino woman was offended by the Caribbean. woman. She could have easily just spoke to herself and said, I am offended by your presentation and i'm gonna dismiss myself right right in her verbiage she was trying to control the other woman by being demeaning Mm -hmm. always just in the wrong so i think first step in talking about appreciating someone else's culture is learning when to shut the heck up hell up because you don't know nothing about just shut up and give yourself an opportunity to learn a little something if you're offended Figure out why you're offended. Offense is a personal problem. That is not Mm -hmm. on the other person. That is a you problem if you're offended. So you need to check in. Why did that offend me? Did that offend something in my culture? And so now you have an opportunity, if you shut up and learn, to educate somebody else. Hey, look, we don't say that, right? Mm -hmm. I've been called the N-word by a white person. And it was a kid. We were both kids. And I was like, you know, that's not, we don't say that over here. I don't know who right. else you're talking to like that. But we don't, we don't say that over here. Nah. Mm, that ain't going to work. And just, I'm sure in her home, there are certain things that she just wouldn't like to be called. But I yep. had to give a little grace to say, you know what? Let me use this instead of being so defensive and explosive. But let me use this as a moment to educate. And then to learn about her too. Why did you think that that was okay to say something like that? Right. Now right. I didn't have that I conversation with her because she was. Yeah, but I think if you're looking to build relationship, you can learn a lot by being quiet first, and then coming back 
hey, I didn't appreciate that, or just dismissing yourself. This is a great time for cultural appreciation right now, Uh, especially living in America and being on the outside looking in in the, um, you know, uh, in the um, Israeli Gaza Strip, uh, you know what I mean, conflict with Palestine, right? This has been going on for ages, right? And it's like, we're on the outside looking in. Well, you got to be culturally aware of what's going on. Everybody wants to pick a side. And I was telling a coworker, I was like, you really need to look into your history. You need to really see what has gone on since the late 1800s until now. You get what I'm saying? In order for you to be abreast on what you're judging, because we can't Mm -hmm. judge from being on the outside. You really have to know the intricacies that's taken place between Mm -hmm. these two cultures. And a lot of it's biblical as well. So you, you really have to catch the knowledge mm-hmm. into order to really know. And and, and for me, uh, you know, being able to, you know, encourage people to do that studying and kind of do your research, you know, has been good for me. But at the same time, you know, um, being neutral in a conflict like that and not trying to pick sides, you know, is difficult. And because people come up to me all the time, what do you think about that? And, and then, you know, they have this mindset about Jewish people. You get mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And they've had it, but it's a stereotypical mindset. You know what I mean? You're not, so, until you, you can't understand a Jew until you become a Jew. You walk a day in there. Like, you're a Hebrew. I'm, right. not, I'm not Jewish. I don't know. I don't, right. I don't move like the Jewish people. I'm not Palestinian. I don't. Right. And so I'm not Palestinian. Exactly. They're going to do whatever that's best for them. They're going to rock out how they got to rock out. Right. Thank you. So, I mean, you know. So, it, but it everybody goes, wants to have a judgment on that. I'm like, how can you? You can't. I mean, you you. It goes back to what what you guys were talking about earlier about respect for other people's differences. You right. have to respect people enough to where you take the time to learn about them before you speak on them. Exactly. Don't, nowadays, we don't do that. No, nope. you're different. You're different from me, and because you're different from me, I'm I'm just making I'm making assumptions or based off of what I've heard about you or what I've seen about you on television and movies and in songs. That's how I'm operating around you. I mean, I remember being in graduate school and we were in graduate school. We were taking a class on counseling diverse populations. And so uh, Dr. Holloway, who taught the class, uh, had us watch the movie Crash. And so when you watch the movie, Dr. Holloway, when you watch the movie Crash and you take out who's in the movie and what they're doing and you're just looking at the movie for itself. You know, right. there's stereotype after stereotype after stereotype yes. after stereotype. Old things about stereotypes. You know, and and so I mean, the thing about it though I is, saw players, everybody, famous people. It, it it just gets it got to a point to where that is how we operate in the world is mm-hmm. based off of not based off of our personal experience with people experience. because most most people's stereotypes are second, third, or fourth. It's never firsthand experience. Like I experienced this dealing with this type of person, so. Like an example that stood out to me was was Ludacris and Lorenz Tate. They're walking on the sidewalk, and Brendan Fraser and Sandra Bullock are walking towards them on this side of the sidewalk. And so, as they're walking past each other, she sees them, they see her, she gets closer to her husband. Ludacris goes on a whole diatribe about how this Caucasian woman immediately got cold when she saw two black men walking towards her, clutching her purse and all that. Clutching her purse and holding closer to her husband. She immediately got colder. You then you then see them cut to them robbing them. Yeah. <laughs> so where her stereotype was just based off of what other people told her, it is now reinforced by the actions exactly. of, of the people yeah. that she thought was going to do that. And so for me... Her worst fears came. Do we do we all move in those spaces? No, but that is where, like I said, we mm-hmm. have to give, like Unique said, grace and mercy enough to be willing to educate people. Because, like to me, I, you know, as a person that, as a person that is, you know, has experienced a lot of different cultures and been around a lot of different people, you know, I have to check people all the time. Have to check people all the time, um, because people will say things and don't realize that it's offensive, right. or. They'll say things and, and, and you can tell because there's a difference between someone who maliciously is trying to say something or do something versus someone doing something from ignorance. Mm-hmm. You know, ignorance is the absence of knowledge. And most people confuse that with stupidity. Mm-hmm. Stupidity is having the knowledge and choosing to not do anything with it. Right. So for most of us, we operate from the space of ignorance. We didn't know that that was offensive. Mm-hmm. We didn't we didn't know doing that was offensive or would be taken a certain way. 
And so for me, when you give people, when you operate from a space of grace and mercy, you operate from a space of, I recognize that what you said was, was offensive in that moment or what you did was offensive in that moment. But let me take the time to better educate you so that the next time you run into somebody that looks like me or, or me again, you don't make that same mistake because everyone's not going to give you that grace and mercy. Mm-hmm. You'd, have been an, you'd have been an offended somebody, somebody socking you out. <laughs> you know, so everyone is not going to have the conversation I'm having with you, a conversation of education. It's going to be a conversation of confrontation at that point. Yeah. And so for most of us operating from that, mean, that, go ahead. At that point, you got to be, you got to, your apology game has to be strong, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Learning how to apologize, saying, well, I didn't mean to, but you did. It was offensive. Just because I didn't mean to hurt your toe when I stepped on it doesn't mean you didn't hurt my toe. Right. Yeah. So learning how to apologize when I brought it up to you, it shouldn't be. Well, I didn't mean to offend you. Hey, I realized what I said. You you shared that it was offensive. I apologize. I'm not going to do that anymore. It's yeah. hard to right. fight somebody after that. It's hard to be confrontational right. with a person when they say, you know what? Thank you for sharing that with me. I ain't doing that no more. My bad. But many people aren't going to admit that they're wrong. That's Heck people no. will die on that hill. Which is crazy. Or you know, that that or they'll start listing off all the all the the friends the, the friends of color that they have. That's what makes them right. not, they'll try to justify their behavior. That's and justification. There's and, no and, reason. And and that's what I had to explain to my, my former coworker when I told her I was like, Hey, we can't we, I can't I can't associate with you anymore. I said, Because I've told you before that referring to a person of color as ghetto or ratchet, that's offensive. And right. then you did mm-hmm. it again. Why well, have all these these black friends that succeed now, now, now? Just stop talking. So now you're right. a racist. Just, now, now said, just, just, you're a racist. And, and I had racist. to tell her just and... just stop talking. Just stop talking. I said because when you're having to justify your behavior, you shouldn't have to do that. Yeah. Like, all right, yeah. for unique, you understand? All right, if you go to Baltimore, there's certain areas, right? Like in Pigtown and different areas. I had to do a job in Pigtown back in the day, right? These areas are notorious for lower class or lower income Caucasians. There's there's hardly any black people. I'm just saying these people in this area, just like when you go certain parts of Queens, right? There's Mm -hmm. Italian areas that are are low income. But in these places, these people are operating from a, a, a standpoint that, hey, I don't have a lot of money. I'm not the 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 education levels only at a certain a level. A lot lower, mm-hmm. right? And some of them are dressed according to that culture that they're in. If right. you went there, you would say, "Man, dude got his pants sagging off his feet." Or he's wearing an overall. Corn road. Listen, you know, or he's saying? wearing overalls in pigtail. Right in right. 2023. Yeah, <laughs> he's got on overalls baby and he may or may not have on shoes and he made because of how how that area came to be you'd have to do the history that was where they had the little uh meat packing plants and slaughterhouse mm-hmm. and stuff mm-hmm. like that and they and, and it was a working class area but mm-hmm. what i'm saying your fish your good fish markets this. was over there yeah but when we see this what, what am i gonna say oh y- y'all get up People aren't no, going to say that about this them. Is culture, right? That's their culture. That's their culture. And it's it's a little, you know, but that's when you have to use your mind. If I'm not going to say that to him, why am I going to say it to another young lady that I see? On, all right. On, if we go on the west side of Baltimore, all right. It's a little different. Melanin. All right. Yeah. And they're doing the same exact thing. Mm-hmm. Same education level. Mm-hmm. Why am I going to use that word to, to, to um, you know, convey who she is or, or use that to mm-hmm. say this is who she is? I, 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 I think huge. we talked about it. We talked about it on a different episode, right? I lo- I loved your you and confused. It was very Baltimore esque. <laughs> it was very Baltimore esque. I, 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 I love the cultural appreciation of you know our vernacular, Khalil. Right, right. But in another episode, we talked about the the capacity at which people operate. If you're mm-hmm. if if you are operating in the confines of your culture, then there are going to be certain things that your capacity has room that you have room for, and in another mm-hmm. person's culture, there may be zero capacity for that, right? 
I grew up in a very uh a Christian, I guess say a Christian home, for lack of a better word. Okay. Grew up in a Christian home. Mm-hmm. My Christian home, my Christian upbringing was a lot more selective than another type of Christian's upbringing, right? Mm-hmm. We somebody may come in and say, Y'all couldn't do nothing. Oh gosh. Y'all was just God, how did you survive it? I grew up in the with the understanding that this is the capacity for which I operate. Right. So I didn't I didn't feel like I missed out on anything. Um People are like, oh, you missed out. You didn't get to do this. You didn't get to do that. No, I mean, I was doing things that my religious group allowed. Like that's that was my culture. And now, still, I am still a part of that religious body. And so, I I operate within those confines. Now, there are people who are like, oh, I hate it. All we do is this. All we do is that. And I look at them and say, but you're comparing our religion to that of someone else's. And so you're looking at a different experience. Their capacity, what they may allow over there, it's going to be different from what we're allowing over here. Right? Exactly. They're, they're apples and oranges. I'm not looking for it to do that. So when my church says, oh, you, when you come to our bodies of worship, you got to look a certain way. Now, uh-huh. I, think there's a, I think there's a pendulum swing and I teeter on almost not acceptable. Okay. Yeah, they, I think that's just rebelling me. <laughs> <laughs> I teeter on not acceptable, right? But I still operate. There are certain things where I'm very, very uh, staunch on my belief system with mm-hmm. it. And I, I don't see anything wrong with it. I just don't. And I don't try to make it something that it's not. I know in my faith, Inner relationships with other genders is a very big thing, right? You hug, mm-hmm. you embrace. You, mm-hmm. It's nothing to grow up and go from elementary school to college and you've known these people your entire life. So I'm going to hug you as if you're a family. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to approach you like I've known you my whole life because I've gone through education system from pre-K to college and I still go to church with you. That's very possible in my faith. And so it's just different. But I, I understand that other bodies of faith, that's not the case. Right. It's not yeah. the case. And so I don't expect people to understand. Why do you, I don't expect people to understand that. Like I dated somebody who was not a part of my faith and they were like, nah, it's got to be more to it. I was like, oh, I just literally known this person my whole life. I'm going to respond to them in that way. We did yeah, everything right, together. Right. I, I'm not. Y'all, y'all fooled around in the past. Y'all fooled no. around in the past. Yeah, yeah. I, know. I was like, no, never, no never. I never. They can't. They can't. Yeah. They can't, can't understand that because right. their faith. I just want that didn't happen. You only saw this person on one day a week, and that was. I was like, no, I've seen. I see this person. It's probably only one day a week. I don't see this person. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but see, what you're speaking to is the acceptance of the differences of you know, the different, the different parts of our lives, you know, Mm -hmm. like as, as a, as a person, as a part of one culture, you accept that there's going to be differences between you, between your culture and other people's cultures. It doesn't make Mm -hmm. it right or wrong. It just makes it unique. Like your name. Come on now. And so by being able, by being able to accept the differences and the uniquenesses of other people's cultures and other people's religions, I don't think that it makes you less than, and I don't think it makes you better than, anybody else because your culture is different than someone else's. No. I think that it actually not. I think that actually being able to embrace the differences and accept the differences actually enriches your life. Because if you if you only know these one or two things, you're only ever going to know those one or two things. But just imagine the people who know 20 things or we'll go back to we'll, we'll go back to languages. You'll have some people that can speak one language. How much right. more how much more involved and more more nuanced in someone's life who speaks five six right seven eight languages is that person yeah you get what I'm saying? If because you, you have you language. have jobs that'll yeah. pay you tens pay of thousands more double. dollars because double. you can speak multiple no. languages right. so it's, more people will get paid for that job it's it's things like that that for most of us we don't take we don't take the time to do we don't take the time to 
appreciate and understand other people's cultures. What we want to do is the things that are different or the things that are odd to us or things that are peculiar to us, we want to make oh, fun fearful. of. Mm-hmm. We yeah, we're eliminate. either fearful or, or we want to make fun of or we want to put down. And the thing about it, though, is like I said before, you leave with respect because you commanded a return. For me, I'm a person of, hey, even if I offended you by accident, you know, point it out to me so that I can learn how to be better the next time moving forward. Mm-hmm. I can't change what I did, but what I can do is work on making sure that I don't continue to make that same choice that'll put me in that same spot. Mm-hmm. And that's Look, where, go ahead. Well, I was just saying people who don't, who don't have the culture. And when we use it in that context, meaning that you're, you've experienced other cultures, So you're cultured, right? That mm-hmm. used to actually be something that was uh, um, looked upon as a, 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 a value to your social graces. If you mm-hmm. have been around other cultures, people looked back in the 17th century and 16th century, that those things were looked upon you as, um, you know, something positive about your character. If you were cultured, oh, I've mm-hmm. been here or I've been there or I've been with these people and I've entertained these people and I know these people, those things were actually beneficial, but the way our, our minds were valued. Yeah it, yeah, it was. Yes, you were of higher value if you were cultured. So that's why the way we've fallen away from it, that, that like in America, like, oh, you know, it only only uh, it's almost like some nationalism has taken over. It's like uh, only if you're American, do I want to talk to you? No, it, there is culture in knowing about other people and being able to appreciate people. Um, I was in upstate New York. I was working for a company. And I, I, we had to do a whole job in a Jewish community. So I, you know, come on, growing up around Adventists, I already know what it is. You know what I mean? So I, I tell these people, I say, hey, when we get there, um, we're not going to be able to work Friday at all and Saturday at all. I was like, you guys have to know Friday because we got there early on Friday. So uh, we were able to work a little bit, set up our equipment. I said, you know, mm-hmm. we're shut down for a day and a half. But mm-hmm. y'all know that, right? They like, what you talking about? I said, we're in a Jewish community. The guys came in and talked to us and explained them everything. They were like, mm-hmm. oh, how do you know this? I'm, I'm a little cultured. I said, I know a little something about mm-hmm. the Sabbath. And I've explained it to them, but they had no clue. And they were like, so we're going to be here longer than we thought. I said, yes, you will be. There's, <laughs> yeah. there's, a beauty, there's a beauty that's attached to being able to experience something as it was designed to be experienced. Right. Yeah. When you go to um, we talked about steakhouses on another episode. When you go to a steakhouse and you have a Michelin star chef, a culinary artist who has a Michelin star, everything that comes out is designed to hit your palate in a particular way. And so when you alter that, I only like my meat this way. I don't want my potatoes to touch. I don't like that sauce on it. Can you swap this sauce for that sauce? Now you alter. Right. How that was supposed to taste mm-hmm. in your mouth. The integrity of yep. it. Yeah. The integrity mm-hmm. of the dish is compromised. It is the same when you think of cultures. When you take out or try to put in your stuff the way you thought it should be, you've mm-hmm. altered the integrity to how you were supposed to experience that thing. I can't tell you the beauty of being able to go to a cultural experience. I think um for the same class that Roger Mel was talking about for uh, cultural um, exploring mm-hmm. cultures in graduate school, cultural awareness, we had to choose a religious sector and go and worship with them. And so I chose the Jewish. I chose, you know, I said, I'm going to just go, I'm going to go to a synagogue. The, the beauty was I got to go to a synagogue for just, I don't know, traditional Jewish or like, um, so I got to do Orthodox Jews Orthodox. and I don't, I don't want to say regular Jews, but non-Orthodox. Okay. Right. Right. The non-Orthodox, and both of them were beautiful experiences so much. So I was like, yo, I'm trying to come back. Somebody was about to have a bar mitzvah. I was like, yo, how do I get invited to that? That right. looks like that's something to be a part of. And I went, I, I was quiet. I didn't get to say much and participate much because I didn't know it. Like they were reading the Torah mm-hmm. um, and they were mm-hmm. speaking in Hebrew. So I didn't get to participate. But when just my silence, the people around me said they would tell me stuff. OK, they're going to do this next. 
They're going to bring around the Torah. You say your prayers. You, you throw your prayers toward the Torah as it is coming towards you. They're going to get up there. They're going to sing the hymns. And here, here it is in the book. This is it in English so that you'll mm-hmm. know what we're saying. And I felt so honored. But I think they also felt honored to be able to share their religion in a way without right. having to explain it all the way. They just, mm-hmm. I allowed them to just be so much. So, can Come back. Can you stay? I was like, this right. is a class assignment, but I'm honored that you guys felt comfortable enough to just welcome me in. And I think a lot more people would be honored if you took a quieter approach and just experience the experience the culture as it was intended to be experienced. Right. No matter what I've and I've met Satanists to witches and warlocks. That is not my practice. Okay. Right. It's not my spiritual orientation. But right. because I was so I don't even want to say accommodating because I don't think you to appreciate them does not mean you have to be accommodating or accepting of. I was not accommodating or accepting, but I was open to hearing why they believe the way that they do. Right. I met Uh Satanists and they told me a lot about their religion. And I was like, I didn't know that. Yeah, they have their own Bible. Satanists have their own Bible. I said that was interesting. They're very health conscious. I didn't know that Satanists were very health conscious. But they are. They they appreciate their bodies. And I said, I would have never known that. I would have never known that witches, like, they really do cast spells. And I said, oh, it's not just on TV. Gotcha. I thought that was just a false a fake thing. The lady said, no, it's, it's real. So I developed the appreciation. I didn't go into it trying to be a Christian. I'm Christian. Well, that's wrong. You guys are going to hell. Right, right. Nope. You can't I, go in there like that. I, I didn't. Yeah. I just said, hey, all right, right, that's what you believe. Okay. It says, does that work for you? It does. Great. And I think that's probably one of the skills that helps me to be a great therapist is allowing people to experience life on their terms. I tell everybody, you are the expert on you. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm just along for the ride, sweetheart. Yep. You teach me all about you. And I will give you my perspective on what I see. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's it. That's all I can do. Now, if you want me to dabble in sprinkling my culture, I'm going to lower these glasses and then sprinkle a little bit of me on there. But when them glasses are pushed back, baby, it's all you. Yep. And I'm just seeing what you present. So if you lay it out there and I give you the perspective. So what I hear you saying is, Know that I'm reflecting what you're giving me. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not sprinkling unique on there. I'm. I'm just not. And so those are just. Th- I think that's a soft skill that we learn as therapists that can translate outside of therapy. Yes. A good soft skill for other people. Give people yep. the opportunity. We hear it in a negative way. When a person shows you who they are, believe them. But I think it's a positive when a person shows you who they are. Believe and accept them for just to appreciate, not even accept, appreciate. You know what? You are very frank. Yeah. You are very dichotomous in your thinking. That's mm-hmm. not how I like to be, right? You're very black and white. Right. Um, so I know when I come to you, I'm going to have to present it black and white. There will be no color. Well, and also, you can use it as, hey, you might need to be a little more flexible. You're a little rigid no, in your. I, I, I wouldn't, because I'm going to I'm going to appreciate the fact that you're black and white, and so I know how to deal with you. Yeah, because when I deal with you, I'm going to deal with you black and white. Now, if you decide to deal with me, then you want it's going to be a little colorful. Uh-huh. Hey, it just is. Right. When I'm talking to people who have different political beliefs than I do, I don't go about telling them you're wrong. How could you believe that way? Hey, look, this is why I believe what I believe. Mm-hmm. Why do you like that? How how does that benefit you? How does that benefit the people who are around you? All right, I can see that. I also I also know that that could be a bit limiting, right? And yeah. I, I I see how my belief system could be a bit limiting to you. Right. Yeah. I, I understood this when I became a business owner. I will not mm-hmm. talk about the different parties, but when I hit certain tax brackets, I said, oh, 
Oh, yeah, right. Okay. Right. You want people on the other side of the fence. They fight a lot. Yeah. <laughs> those, those commas start to mean a lot more. They want their write offs. When I paid a salary in taxes, listen to what I'm saying. When my tax payment was someone's salary, I said, you know what? Next year, I'm going to need to recoup some of that money. Okay? Right. Yeah. I'm going to need laws that's going to help me to keep some of that. Because I just, yep. I paid someone's salary in taxes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Things yeah. the way you think. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to vote a little differently next year in the polls to make yeah. sure Gosh. that um my bottom line, but it's real. I, but I, it's I real. learned. What happens to people, the more money they make, they start seeing things differently. I saw, I said, you know what? I can appreciate yeah, because my yeah. culture never taught me that, right? My culture didn't teach said, me that. They said, just vote now, one way. And then I started investigating and I said, oh, wait, wait. <laughs> wait. Now, now, now I vote for what's going to help me help me be the greatest good, not just the person there. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's not about voting, but I, I want people who are going to provide cultural experiences and highlight cultural experiences that I think deserve a voice. And yeah. so sometimes that's not a particular party, right? I, I want to make sure even people who are in my political party, hey, are you highlighting these smaller voices? I want the smaller voices to be heard. I want them to be appreciated and not assimilated. And so I look for people who are going to be able to do that. Now, I understand the culture, the country we live in. Uh, there is, it's a system. We, it's, it's One party doesn't get to make all the rules. I get that. Right. But I I do think that it's benefits in learning about other people, appreciating them. I have a friend Mm -hmm. from Iowa. I went to Iowa. I told her I'm not coming back to Iowa. The beauty was the beauty in that was when I went to Iowa, I never thought about racing on a hay bale. When I went to Iowa, I did. Right. I raced on a hay bale because that's what they do there. That's how they have a good time. Different type of fun. Yeah. I learned that if you tip a cow over, you can potentially go to jail because it's slaughter. You're you're killing the cow. If you push it over because it can't get back up, you could possibly be facing some jail time because you didn't kill somebody's prop like their property one. And now you've stopped their profits because it's a lot of farmer cow farmers out there, right? God Angus is real. In Iowa, yeah. So you ruined somebody's crops, right? Yeah, hey. you you ruined it. So I need you for an Angus cow. Ain't nobody, ain't nobody, ain't nobody pushing over cows Not where you. I live at. Okay, no. Hey, hey look, if they're they're running up uh, uh, hay barrels and all that, man. Being a kid, you know, hopping trains and hopping off, yeah. hopping turnstiles and all that crazy stuff on the East Coast, doing stuff like that. That's stupid to them. You know what I mean? The kid, I ain't want to pay. That's why I did it. <laughs> the, the metro's expensive. Be like, I'm hopping. People, hey, I, I'm hip. I get it. But my I friend from it. Iowa, when we went to New York, it was a new experience. She was just right. like, she was. she's used to eating three hearty meals every day. And I said, since you better get this Rice Krispie treat and chill out, she was like, oh, yeah. oh <laughs> Little meat. I need some potatoes. I was like, girl, <laughs> but you, you gonna have to wait. We we about to get on the train tonight. Yeah. What are you trying to do? Right. You about you to just... get on this train, then you are gonna have to like sleep and go to the bathroom. Like, yeah. you got to eat a... <laughs> right. Look, we, yeah, you got to be able to move. You got to be able to move. Right. right. We we going to sleep. Period. Period. We started out talking about cultural appreciation man and i think it went the right direction for those people who were out here uh, rj mm-hmm. what do you think and i think i think we brought it all the way back full circle and I why you educate I, I definitely agree wholeheartedly um i think we we did a good job of explaining it so we're gonna stop the you conversation here <laughs> this is try not to overthink it signing out i'm rj i'm unique and i'm khalil if you like what you if you like what you saw we can be found on youtube as try not to overthink it 
if you would prefer to listen to the episode rather than watch it. I don't know why you why you would because we are we are great looking people. We can be listened to on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Audible, pretty much everywhere you can get your audio files. Your mom's um, house. Yep, your mom's house too. <laughs> so please support us, and we greatly appreciate you for taking your time to watch this episode. You guys have a great one. Peace. Peace.